0: Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. Close behind my love of live theater is a love of pinball. So when a press release came to my email about a show called Tilt, promising movement, live music, tap dance, wood, and pinball, along with the story of Don Quixote, well, I naturally had to check it out. I spoke with several of the creative team behind the show after a recent performance. Take a listen. So, I'd love to start with everyone's name on the mic, so let me know who you are and what you did on Tilt.
1: Uh, My name's Rachel Cohen. I'm the director and um, one of the performers. I'm Heather Cornell. I'm the guest artist. I'm
2: a tap dancer and uh, physical percussionist.
3: And
4: I'm Lynn Wright, and I'm the composer and the band leader. I'm John Harper, the lighting designer, and I also built some things for the show.
0: So, uh, Tilt, so I'll I'll be fully upfront. Um, When I heard about this show, uh, I saw the title of Tilt and said, I need to see this, because I am a big pinball nerd. So I was very excited about the fact that this was a uh, a show that incorporated pinball, but it is so much more. It's the intersection of uh, pinball and Cervantes and woodworking and dance. Uh, What is that's my interpretation of, like, what I just saw. But when you try to get somebody to come in to see the show, what do you tell them they're coming to see? Uh, for anyone who's not, like, seeing the word tilt and, you know, saying, oh, I obviously got to go. Like, how do you convince someone come to see the show? What do you tell them it is?
1: Okay. Um, I say that it's a... Something that they'll never, not like anything that they'll ever see. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, a mixture of pinball, Don Quixote, um, delusion, dance, percussion, music, uh, just a feast for the senses, I guess. Was, uh, well,
0: what started this all? I mean, it's, it's such an interesting <laughs> mix. So how did you arrive at this? It all came this? out
1: of this head. It all came out of Rachel Cohen's head. It's scary in here. I te- yes,
2: I tell everybody you have to come because this woman has a brilliant mind and she's delusional. So <laughs>
1: it's true when you start to work it's on. A good friend,
0: isn't she? Yeah. yeah.
1: When you start to work on Don Quixote I, and you read the book and you think about it, you realize like, oh my God, this is me.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. Keep... Like it's a really good connection there, like this idea of delusion and Quixote. And, yeah.
1: Right, and that, and as artists too, you just keep trying to um, fight these windmills and you know no matter how many times you get knocked down you get back up and you keep going Um, it the whole thing started actually i think with a solo for a a song that lynn wrote and i like the idea of sandpaper and wood because i like using texture that was gorgeous thank you uh and and then it just grew from there i don't know the idea of shaping your own reality constructing your reality uh, with wood and then having an alternate reality, Don Quixote seemed like an obvious choice, and then tilting at windmills.
0: Okay, I thought so, but I didn't want to say it. Right, right. no, it's, yeah,
1: yeah, it's clear, it's a, maybe to, and yeah, the and then. It led to pinball, and
3: originally it
0: was going to be
3: this massive production that was maybe outdoors, like, a, like right. a fair, where you go around and each thing would be a different part of the pinball machine, but obviously no one has half a million dollars, oh, so. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, people
1: so fun. People on horseback, so the audience would be on oh, horseback and yeah. go from thing to thing. Oh my <laughs>
3: and God. Each, and each, each stage would represent a part of a pinball game, but then, you know, if you start budgeting that, you're broke by the first time you get, yeah <laughs> by the first stage. The so. first but it was a great idea and Rachel's just done fragments of the, you know, of this certain pieces but then she rewrote it for this. So How
1: well, many many years sketch- and that's
3: where it all started the sound was just the idea of the materials will dictate the sound. And then okay, let's balance it kind of. You have the soundscapes sort or of the delusional mind with the dancing and then you have more concrete movement and more concrete sound for certain scenes and which one represents
0: delusion or not is up to you so i love okay so this is it all makes more sense now right like we, how do we mix in these disparate elements and uh even beyond just like it's what's in rachel's head like it, it all like starts to make this these connections what i'm fascinated by having just seen what i saw is how the hell you then made that happen because <laughs> seriously it's uh, there's there's so much going on on stage not just sonically and visually but materially there is so much happening that all your performers your ensemble deserves like
2: so much and partial views yeah Yeah. because Uh, their faces are covered covered and yet they're facilitating the entire build of the set which is phenomenal building
0: a set as we go along it's phenomenal to watch How in the world do you put that together? Like, what was this process like?
1: We had a lot of rehearsals. Um, one thing I want to say is just, yeah, how, how amazing these dancers were. And I would like to point out that they come back to work with me after working with me before. <laughs> so I, they must be, yeah, gluttons for punishment. But they, they have been so incredible through this whole process, figuring things out, being willing to practice things over and over again, being willing to try to do the whole thing with their faces obscured by these great costumes by Olek. Um, they... And a lot of the time, I would give them an idea and they would run with it. So I would say that at least 50% of the piece is they developed themselves, I would say.
2: One of, one of the things that's so special about Rachel's work is that it's planned to the minute detail, all of that building, and then on top of that is a complete layer of improvisation. So we're all improvising and every night it's different. So even the, the, the perception that I have in the box is completely different tonight than it was last night. And she allows for that kind of freedom in the artist. And at the same time, it's it's the structure of the piece is so tight and so um, perfectly choreographed that it gives us the freedom to be completely improvisational. Funny, that sounds a lot like playing a pinball game. I was
1: just going to say that's kind of where the pinball game comes in. There's all this, it, it's very tightly structured, but there's this, this element of chaos. And, yeah. and you can learn to control it a little bit with skill, but you still, ultimately win or lose right <laughs> uh,
0: but, i mean there's always going to be three balls at the very least um and you have like a really incredible challenge here in working on something like this in that you don't really get to see that like even more so than a, a typical show i think even a typical dance show you cannot see what this thing is until all of these disparate elements start to, like, talk to me about, like, your work on this show, because you had a hell of a challenge.
4: It's true, but it was really fascinating, and and building parts of it also helped, because then uh, we had a residency here in the fall where we built some of the things, and we started working with them, started moving with them, and uh, pulling together what the show was going to be, so seeing all of that, Rachel and I had coffee I don't know how many times, and uh, over, like, a woodworking session, too, or? Um... Separate from that, but it was also together. There was a lot of coffee I mean, in the last two weeks wow. to okay. make this. Um, and then pulled it all together into a, a story that kind of makes sense and uh, helped to shape that structure. I'm moving my hands a lot, which you can't see, but it uh, helped to shape the structure of the piece as it moved through so that we looked at this thing and then looked at that thing and then it come, it breathes out and comes back in and a whole bunch of things.
0: That like idea of breath too, like really reminds me of the music going on here too. It was really fun. I I'm ashamed to say that it took until like almost the end of ball two before I realized, oh wow, they're playing back there because uh, it's <laughs> well, that's so beautifully the, that's mixed.
3: The point. Someone last night thought that the dancer with the wooden guitar was really playing the guitar, and I was I was really happy we have the speakers distributed so sound will hopefully hit you from all sides. Yeah, and it's beautifully mixed. And we obscured half the players so you're not really and you you know we're queuing some of it obviously we don't have 20 musicians it's pre-recorded and sampled from them and then she's mics so she's playing with us and we can control effects on her tap so yeah i mean the point is is to make it make people not sure where the sound is coming from and you know It's kind of like that. It is like playing bimbo, though, because you're not, you know, with all the wood on stage, you're never quite sure, is this going to last this long or this long, and oh, my ball's going to drain, oh, I need to hit, oh, wait, can I hold it on the flipper, you know, so.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. It just come and watch the incredible drop catches that go on in the uh, course of the show. And if you don't know what a drop catch is, it's a pinball term. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, like seriously, this is super fun to watch. Like, talk to me a little bit about um, like does this does this go further? Does this is this the this is the world premiere of tilts and it's had a development uh, over several years? Do you see this going in another place? Are we going to get to see it in a field with horses? What do you think?
1: Well, now that we've been talking about it, I'm kind of excited to try that. So <laughs> but I mean first time. Right. Need a long <laughs> vacation first after this process, I think. And a lot of it depends on uh, you know, now all the mo- money and time and and seeing if anybody if people are interested in us continuing to do it, we would love to continue to do it. Uh I, I feel like we could also move to a new medium, like something less heavy uh, <laughs> not as much wood not as many splinters <laughs> right. yeah.
4: also there are tickets available next weekend so you can come see this version too there's always that so the show is tilt we are at the Abrams Arts Center uh, you run through when
1: April
0: 6th and tickets and more information can be found at
1: uh, www.abronsartscenter.com.org. Org. O-R-G.
0: <laughs> Thank you all so much for doing this, and uh, I hope you. you have a much deserved drink after <laughs> that's, uh, that wild piece. That's wild, that's wild, Thank you so much. Thank so you. Much. Thank so you. Thank you, Rachel, Heather, Lynn, and John for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch Tilt at the Abrams Arts Center, 466 Grand Street in Manhattan through April 6th, 2019. Head to AbronsArtsCenter.org or to racoco.org R-A-C-O-C-O for links to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gaino. You can find me on the internet at robertgaino, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Yeah, exactly. Let's jump in on medieval madness over here. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate this.